Welcome to the Blue Boys Present Respawn Ain't Fire, the Affable Idiots Podcast, the Kick-Ass Irreverent Gaming Podcast, the Cool Boys Podcast for you and friends. What's up, everybody? I'm one of your hosts, Chad Michael, mm, blue dabba dee dabba die Ennis. We've got here our co-host, Adam mm, Gumbert. That's hey, the sound, that's there's the sound a of a beard trimmer. <laughs> oh, mm, yeah, the buzz. Actually, there's a reason I have blue on. Oh, what is In that? Indianapolis Colts. Oh, that looks like an upside just down God of War Omega symbol. Yeah, that's what it is. Not a horseshoe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we just had the draft. Got our quarterback of the future. Very excited for the next football season with our better football man. We've got our RAF regular, Alex. I'm so blue, blue. That's the song Miss Blueberry sings on Veggie Tales. Cozina, how are you, Alex? You guys. You chumps think that the blueness is your ally. You are fools because you merely adopted the blue. I was born into it, molded by it. I didn't see the non-blueness until I was already a man here on this podcast. But by then, it was nothing to me but blinding. Oh, my God. Non-blue, huh? I wonder what you were going to go for for that word, and non-blue is a solid choice. You already abandoned the shtick. We agreed... There was a there was a, a silent agreement among all of us. We were all going to be blue boys today, Adam. And then you jump over there and turn yourself red for a second. Nope, that's purple. And then that's blue. I, I like the purple. <laughs> there, we go. there we go. I feel like the purple is like that's an elegant way to compromise between your need to be blue and your you know more appropriate color, which is red. You know what time it is right now? It is 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, a.k.a. no cat tier time. It's actually 8.29 p.m. <laughs> Oh, the whole mice metaphor last week just fucking got my gullet, whatever that means. Off the top of my head, too. You wouldn't imagined it. Yeah. It was You're like, so that good. guy had to have wrote that for five hours that day. <laughs> That's the time you can normally find us on twitch.tv slash idiots on Sunday evenings. You can also find us on demand at 9 a.m. Eastern Time YouTube and podcast services. But beware. That's when the cats are out. They're on the prowl. They are definitely morning people. Uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about today. We've got thoughts on Jedi survivor, Jedi colon survivors. It's like that, Star Wars Jedi colon survivor. Spoilers for South Park Stick of Truth. It's the part where you go up Mr. Slave's butthole <laughs> and you survive yeah. that level. It's the colon survivors. Um, we've got we've got thoughts on that. We've got PSVR two news. We've got all sorts of stuff. But first, we're going to start today by talking about our good friend from software. In front of the show, From Software, I've decided they really enjoy our podcast. From Software's newest gets a release date, says Tom Ivan at VGC. Bandai Namco, formerly known as Namco Bandai, has released the first gameplay trailer for Armored Core 6, colon, Fires of Rubicon. Colon fires is something I do not want to have, <laughs> but I, I do it for the Chipotle. <laughs> the publisher has also announced that From Software's next game is available to pre-order now ahead of an August 25th, 2023 release date. For those that's of you listening at home, that's like less than four months away. It's like three months and some weeks. The game promises, quote, fast-paced battles, in-depth customization with an S, because it must be foreign, and thrilling boss fights. 
The mech action game is coming to PS5, PS4, ugh, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, ugh, and PC via Steam. I'm going to pause here and just say, we were all right. Everyone was right. Last Gen is holding things back. Just look at what for Horizon Fires of the Sky or whatever it's called that just came out. Fires in the Sky, huh? Whatever. Just look at what it was able to do with PS5 only shit now that it doesn't have to worry about being on PS4. Anyway. Lots of different mech builds are on display in the trailer, giving us a rough idea of the kind of customization we can look forward to. Some of them have extra legs, like insects or arachnids. Others have continuous tracks, like on tanks. And there are different weapons on display, like laser swords as well. Some details about combat features were also shared, like the assault boost, which allows you to switch between long-range gunfighting and close-range melee immediately, and a stagger system where if an armored core takes too many hits in short succession, it will be vulnerable for a short time. I want to ask for y'all's opinions on this because I couldn't give a shit about armored core. <laughs> so I, I was literally just about to say, this sounds real cool. Don't care. <laughs> to all y'all out there that are like, oh man, I've been waiting for a new armored core after so much time. I mean, looks great for you. Don't care. Here's what I'll say. I used to not care about Dark Souls. Then I became the Elden Lord. Right. And I really don't care about mechs. And I was like, who really gives a shit? And then I watched that trailer. I was like, but it is from software. So maybe sure. it'll be good. I have a feeling that it'll be good, even though I don't care about the source material. Because again, when it cared about Dark Souls at all, like gross dark is, fantasy, who cares? Mechs? I don't care. But from software, that gameplay is buttery smooth. So the thing is, before I played Dark Souls, I, you know, still was a huge fan of the Legend of Zelda series. I liked, you know, fantasy of that nature. I didn't like all fantasy games, but, like, I was pretty open-minded towards that particular genre. Uh, giant mechs, never been my thing. So, it'll be an uphill battle for this game to appeal to me. Yeah, me either. Again, I never, I don't watch mech stuff, don't care about mechs at all. But, after last year, I'm like, I'm willing to give them a, a chance on whatever that they do. Again, I don't know if I'm buy a day one to spend seventy dollars on or whatever. Maybe I'll wait for a sale. But I am more willing now to give that a game when I would have gave it zero before, just because I'm like, oh well, if it plays like their games, it'll be worth it, even if I don't care about the source material. So it's pretty yeah. exciting. And then yeah, only four months away out of nowhere. That's crazy. I didn't think this game was coming out this year. Can you imagine the like the this is going to be a positive thing about the game, I promise. Can you imagine the mobility and gameplay style that you have in Dark Souls and things like that, but as mechs? Like, I imagine that it's got to be difficult to make that feel real I mean, and good as a mech in like that Dark Souls from soft way. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've been talking a lot about mechs, about how none of us are particularly huge fans of this particular genre of game. I've completely forgotten about the fact that a couple of years ago, I actually played through the entire uh, Lost Planet series, Lost oh, Planet yeah, 1, 2, and yeah. 3. And I actually enjoyed those games decently. I actually think that uh, 2 and 3, in their own respective ways, are very underrated. I think 2 uh, has some really like novel gameplay scenarios, and I think that 3 has the weaker gameplay of the two, but I think has a lot of interesting story stuff. We've talked about this on the podcast in the past, how like a lot of the narrative team that worked on that game went to work on God of War 2018 and later Ragnarok afterwards. Um, so there's some really great pedigree shared between those games. Uh, but yeah, I actually like 
do have more history with this particular genre of game than I uh, initially let on earlier. Still, all that being said, I feel like this game might be a little step too far. It's too bad that Capcom has yet to return to the Lost Planet series. There was going to be a sort of like semi-reboot of the series under Capcom Vancouver when that was still uh, kicking like a couple of years ago. Like There was like a bunch of information about it that leaked like a while back. Uh, Never came to pass though. And it's too bad because I feel like in the current era in which we're living in, where Monster Hunter is more popular than it's ever been before, I feel like it wouldn't be too hard to convince a lot of people to be like, hey, what if Monster Hunter, but in space with sci-fi and mechs, which is kind of what the Lost Planet games were going for, at least the first two. Um, so yeah, I would I would rather take a Lost Planet 4 in the style of Lost Planet 2 over this game, and I'll leave it at that. I think you're the only person in the planet who would say that. <laughs> yeah, I... Mm, the, the thing about Lost Planet 2 is that game got pretty, like, I won't say panned, but, like, critics were not particularly fond of it when it first came out. Since then, there's been kind of a resurgence of people that have gone back in time and really, like, found an appreciation for that game in particular. Three, not so much, but two, y- you'd be surprised. You'd be I surprised. Do. I remember that. But no, I've not exciting. thought uh, about Lost you? Planet since 1991. <laughs> and I know it came out on the it PS3 even... 360 era, but still. <laughs> I was going to say, Lost Planet 1 came out in 2007. I learned to speak shortly before 1991, and it took me only just a few months later. I was born in 1990. And it only took me a few months later to say, I don't care about Lost Planet anymore. That was my first full sentence that I formulated as a child who was just one year old. What what kind of sucks, uh, maybe sucks isn't the right word, but like what's sort of unfortunate about Lost Planet is, you know, that was one of those video games that was sort of kickstarted by uh, Keiji Inafune, you know, former disgraced Mega Man creator. And he wanted Lost Planet to basically be a Halo competitor. He was like, we need to make more Western games. We need to make a like big sweeping sci-fi epic series to compete with Halo. And like, I think that the Lost Planet games are great in their own right. They are not like equivalent to the Halo games or most other sci-fi shooters at all. Again, they're much more equivalent to like if you took the Monster Hunter series formula and mechanics and transplanted that into space. Um, but unfortunately, uh, because <laughs> they didn't turn out very Halo-like, Keiji Inafune later on like wrote off the series. Like he was like very dismissive of Lost Planet Two after it came out. Um, but well, things didn't turn out so great for him. So who, who cares about what he thought? <laughs> great, true. There you uh, have it. One last all thing. of our, all of our <laughs> armored core thoughts summed up with a lost planet diatribe. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> now I do have one last thing. What are, what are your over under on this winning? I'm going to say three awards at the game awards. No, I'll say two. I'll set it at two and a half. So over under total awards. At Game Awards. Like, are people going to be super into this like they were Elden Ring? I think it's guaranteed to win one award. Mm-hmm. I think two, even two might be pushing it. So you take the under? Yes. Chad, what do you got I'm, over under? Two and a half. I don't know if something that is coming to last gen at the same time, weirdly enough, about mechs can win a ton of awards at all. 
Like, it's not going to win anything at, like, some technical achievement because there are now exclusive games on these next-gen systems that are going to look and perform better. It's not going to win a narrative thing because it's f from software and it's about robots. Uh, it actually won narrative game of the I year. I know, I know. Year. But that was, that was, like, a glitch of the Matrix. Um, <laughs> but again, this is Game Awards voters, so I'm just betting on what they yeah. like. I'm going to just take know. the over just to be different. Because maybe it's like here's here's the other thing. Like this is this is going to connect really right. well with like anime nerds and freaking mm -hmm. people who are hardcore into Japanese stuff. It's not going to connect, I don't think, as well with everyone who loves all the fantasy, Dark Souls, Elven Ring kind of stuff. So I think it's going to have a smaller Game Awards nerds voting poll group. We'll see. I'm taking the over. So we'll, we'll see. I'm sure we won't remember this at all, but we'll no. see when it comes to Game Awards time. By the way, you said like people aren't paying attention to old games and like Tears of the Kingdom is going to clean up and that <laughs> runs out of potato. So just a heads up. Oh, You're right. Way, Chad, You're don't right. forget this highlighted thing here. Um, I've already scrolled down. What are we highlighting? All I see is a little purple thing. Before we talk about playtime, Let's talk about patreon.com slash respawnamefire because there are two things that are very important there. One, if you're a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash respawnamefire and you can now get the exclusive link to the YouTube version of Rafferty, which is fucking incredible. Like Adam and Joel from Pixel Street Pod and me, we just showed up not knowing what to expect from Alex and Alex fucking produce an entire television series <laughs> it is yeah, right. there are trying to get picked up to series <laughs> there are still a, a lot of little things here and there in my rafferty presentation that i want to improve but i am very pleased with what i managed to pull off um if you previously uh enjoyed butt pretty over on the comedy button uh shortly before they ended the show Definitely, definitely check out Rafferty because it is the exact same energy and production values, but slightly even better, I dare say. Yeah. And here's it was it's also just a fun ass time. It was such a good time. You get to find out all the places Joel hides whiskey, like the umbrella stand by the door, behind his monitor, in his wife's hands as she walks by. <laughs> and there are so many whiskeys that show up out of nowhere. And by the end of it, he was he was feeling and maybe improved his performance. Maybe it hindered him. You'll have to He's find out. He sold himself. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's incredible. That That's up right now for patrons on patreon.com slash fire. You will, if you are a regular ass person, not saying you're an ass person, but you're just a person who's regular. Um, regular ass. That is available to you starting June 1st. That will go live on YouTube for everyone else. And you will get an audio version of it, which... It's it's gonna be fun to listen to, but you have to watch the video. You have to. It is just like so hundred percent like visual splendor. Um. So yes, that's coming June first. There will be more of those in the near future as well. But also up on Patreon right now, as you're listening to this day one, as we release it, because I know all of you do, go to there and vote on our barf game for the month. Uh, this is May. It's going to be an indie game. It is uh, another Alex month. So you get a little peek inside his brain as you choose what game we're going to be playing in May. Reminder, there is a Twitter version of this poll as well that will contribute one whole vote to the Patreon version. So vote on both if you got it. Uh. If you want your vote to count more, go to patreon.com slash responding fire. Now, thank you for a word from our sponsors. Going into playtime... 
Uh, I want to start with Alex and then go to me, and then we're going to finish up with some good old Jedi. Uh, so, Alex, yeah. what's been playing? So, there's not exactly a whole lot of new stuff to report, or at least not a whole lot of new stuff that I can report on this year podcast. Um, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is done. Uh, I finished it yesterday. I have plenty of thoughts to share, uh, but unfortunately, I can only share them on our upcoming barf episode uh, of this particular game, which will be recorded this upcoming Wednesday. So definitely tune in for that. Um, and I also have been just cleaning up around the map in Breath of the Wild. Uh, I've decided that I will not be playing um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity between Breath of the Wild and uh, Tears of the Kingdom, just because I want to give myself uh, enough breathing room between the two games. I don't feel like I'm Zelda'd out uh, by the end of May. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Breath of the Wild continues to remain a very fun game, even after Calamity Ganon has been laid to rest. Dope. I just want to let you know, for everyone who is uh, watching the video version of this on Twitch and on YouTube, my iPad just freaked out, which is what hosts the the Discord video. Uh, so audio's still uh -oh. going great, but y'all's faces are frozen in a very good way right now. So I'm just going to be adjusting this in the well, background. Our faces are frozen, but your face is still going, which makes it seem super yes. duper weird. Yes. All right. Um, what's sorry? What's next, Adam? Why don't you go while I'm fixing this? Start talking yeah, about yeah, sure. Stuff. I'll talk about the things that aren't Jedi before, just in case you get done in time. So I did start up a little game called Coffee Talk, Episode Two: Hibiscus and Butterfly. And Chad, you're gonna love it. I cannot wait for us to make you play this video game because <laughs> you're gonna have a good time. What it is is if you ever play Coffee Talk, it's basically a visual novel. Yeah, but it's a good one because most of those are garbage um, and <laughs> you run a coffee shop in like a fantasy version of Seattle. There's humans and orcs and different fey creatures um, and it is a direct sequel. It kind of picks up a little bit after that story. You've got new drinks to make and people are coming in with their new problems and the new situations and I am <clears throat> all about it. Super good so far. It's only about six hours. Uh, I haven't finished it about halfway through it, but uh, yeah, I mean me and Alex loved i don't know love i don't want to speak for alex me and alex like that game i more than i really chad. enjoyed it i really, I liked really it. enjoyed it yeah. and chad hated it for I no did reason not hate the game i reading just puts me to sleep and that game is nothing but reading and like every 30 minutes you get to draw a dick in a coffee like that's it you should have played the endless coffee mode where you just make coffees <laughs> for customers you would have had a good time but no it's oh, very cool. jesus we're, we're sorry, what video happens? watchers of the podcast. <laughs> Things are going haywire. I'm fixing it. Things I'm are fixing all over it. the place. I'm not worried about it. It's all good. But no, Coffee Talk, if you liked episode one, episode two, also very good. Uh, it's also it's on Game Pass is how <laughs> I got it, but I think it's on everything. Um, and then I also played on Thursday because I was waiting for something on Friday. A little game on Game Pass drop called Last Case of Benedict Fox. Um, put a couple hours into that. That's basically... A 2D Metroidvania with Cthulhu. You're you're basically like a 1940s. It's like a noir. Like you're like a detective noir guy. Okay. And then there's just like Cthulhu monster powers all over the place, tentacles and inky blackness and suicide and murder and all that good stuff. It's a really cool, really fun game. I just fought a big uh, octopus monster uh, in my dad's memories. 
So it's pretty cool. I'm digging it. I think that's that's an awesome one to check out. Can you out. remind me what the name is again? Because uh, now you've talked about it. Now I'm interested, but I've already forgotten what you said it was. The Last Case of Benedict Fox. This is the... Oh, shit. I saw this at an indie presentation late last year or something like that. And I was super... This is yeah. like a Metroidvania almost kind of thing, right? Yeah. Metroidvania, noir, supernatural story. It's pretty cool so far. Frick I've yeah. played a couple hours of it. I really like it. Check it out. Good times. And it's on Game Pass. I can't complain. It is on Game Pass. God damn it. I wish I I wish I had any desire to turn on my Xbox. Oh, you, <sighs> have PC. you don't have a PC either. I don't have a PC. No. Who do you think I am? Benedict Fox? <laughs> <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch? Now, if you want to go to yours before we get to Survivor, I think everything's fixed. So it's up to you. Yes, everything is fixed. We're back to visual parody across all platforms. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a couple things. I did a lot of flying the last week because I was uh, unexpectedly out of town due to a death in the family. So thank you both for taking over last week and making that run really smoothly. But on those many, many plane rides, I got to play a lot of Metroid Prime Remastered some more. And um, Ooh, again, just like, here we go. Fucking liking this game a lot. I did play the original back on Wii via the GameCube disc and the GameCube controller. But um, yeah, again, this game is just fantastic. The one hang up I have about it so far is that like I've unlocked like two or three of the 12 things that you have to unlock in order to get to the end of the game. Mm -hmm. And it's just like there's it is a Metroidvania. So there's a lot of backtracking, but there's just not yet a very good way to go across all of these different places and to these elevators and things like that in a way that's convenient. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I talked a lot of, a little bit about this on Twitter as I was playing through the game a couple of months ago. Like once you get into that end game where you're basically just going across the map every which way to collect those like signs or whatever they are the things that unlock the final uh thing that allows you to enter the impact crater and defeat uh the metroid prime uh one it's a little annoying that you have to keep coming back to the like impact crater seal and like scan more of those uh like data like caches to get more information on where you need to go next mm -hmm. but two like even though the game gives you a lot of power-ups that make it a little bit easier to kind of backtrack and back forward through different areas of the game, like, it, it still gets a little bit tedious. The game doesn't have any kind of, like, teleportation system or fast travel system that allows you to quickly just jump between each of its many areas. And I, I feel like, I, I know some people will really pro protest this idea, but I really feel like the game could have benefited from something like that. I don't 100%. One thing I do really appreciate appreciate it about it, though, I don't know if this is a remaster only thing or whether it's in the original, but like if you're just fucking lost and you don't know what to do and you just like bounce around for a little bit, eventually the game will be like, boop, 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 boop. there's a disturbance coming from this room in this part of this map. That, Go to is, that is something from the original, in fact. Okay, cool. Yeah. I appreciated that too. Although it is, it is always a little bit humiliating when that thing kicks in because it's like, oh, I'm sorry, did baby not figure out where to go? Did Babby Metroid get a little bit too lost? Oh, let me hold your hand, Babby Metroid. <laughs> um, next up, uh, D2 GMNF. Uh, more Grandmaster Nightfalls. Um, I have gotten my Conqueror seal in Destiny 2 because I'm just that fucking good now. Uh, Grandmaster Nightfalls are the, the hardest content in the game, by the way. BT dubs. And I'm just like, 
clearing those left and right. I now have this node that like I can do whatever grandmaster I want. I don't have to wait till it's the one of the week like a normal person, um, or like a regular ass. Uh, so yeah, Audrey and I. First of all, it all it all happened when Audrey switched to Warlock. Now that we got two Warlocks, that's Warlocks for life. Yeah. Um, now that we got two Warlocks, just the whole world is is a possibility. So yeah, been doing more of that. Tried to solo the dungeon. We're on the we're both on our last rank of the Guardian. They have a new ranking system for you this season. We're like accomplish enough feats in the game and eventually it shows a number by your name that tells people how good at the game you are and we're both on the last step and the last step requires you to do a dungeon solo easy you would think you would think haven't yet haven't yet done that one uh and then next is the last thing is stranger paradise final fantasy origin which i finished literally like 15 minutes before we started this podcast and let me tell you, that is a game that I made a full 180 on. I turned around. I'm not going to tell you where I started or where I ended up. But I just feel like I played a Final Fantasy fucking Christopher Nolan memento inception kind of shit. And I'm very excited to talk about my experiences on Wednesday. Train so, horns abound. That is... <laughs> High praise. I'll say that much. We are going to talk about that on Wednesday uh, this week. So that barf episode will be up later this week for you to... Um, take a bite out of but go vote for the other one in the meantime all right adam i'm still listening i just i have to refresh my refreshments my mountain dew zero sugar spark raspberry mm -hmm. lemon flavor cola beverage with no sugar in it i'll be right back if we were in star wars land you'd be using the refresher right now all right so i played i don't even want to guess 10 12 hours of uh, star wars jedi survivor what? in the past like two days uh, yeah, Chad, it's been quite a bit. What? Just uh, to let the people at Gnome, uh, at, let the people at Gnome Ho, let the people <laughs> at home know, what platform did you play uh, Jedi Survivor on? I played it on Series X. Nice. Okay. That's nice. what I've been playing it on. Seems like that's the right choice. I suppose so, yeah. Um, so I guess we'll get that stuff out of the way. I know people on PC and stuff have had a lot of issues and there have been technical issues. I've had a little bit, my main, my literal only problem with this video game. And I look, and here's the thing, the game's so good, I overlooked this and I don't give a shit. That's how good the game is. Literally game of the year so far. Like, get rid of all these remasters, fucking give me Star Wars. <laughs> um, it's a random thing, it's a random point, it doesn't mean anything to you, but there's certain rivers, when I stand in rivers, like running water and fight enemies, I get like half the frames that I'm supposed to have. Oh. Which hmm. is a weird thing, and it only happens in the river, and the minute I get out of the river, it's fine. Or if is I stand it, in rivers for 10 seconds, FPS? it goes away. Uh, no, I'm playing quality mode, so I think it's 30. Oh, but okay. it feels smoother oh, so than 30 a, that's is the a thing. dramatic dip. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Quality mode feels smooth. Most of the time, except for when I'm in water. Uh, so I don't know if it's just solid 30 or if maybe it's 40. I don't know what it is, but That's I do play quality yeah. mode. I didn't what was it? Resident Evil 4, I think I was playing, where like, like the 40, quality mode, it was like 50 frames per second. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. So whatever it is, that's cool. Yes, there's a thing. I'm sure they'll patch it and it'll get fine. Again, none of that matters because this game is fantastic. Holy shit. It's basically, I know, Chad, you were kind of iffy on the first one, Fallen Order. But it's basically like, hey, what are the cool things about Fallen Order? Literally all of that is way better and there's more of it. And then this cool. is the new video game that looks 
I was like, oh, thank God we have a current gen game because this game actually looks like a current gen <laughs> video game. Uh, it's beautiful. The story is great. All the characters are great. The gameplay is fantastic. And just uh, like I don't have, again, besides standing in a river and fighting seven chicken monsters and my frames going low, <laughs> there's literally no, I have no complaints about the video game so far. Uh, it's so again, you got your Metroidvania stuff. This is great too. You start the game with every power you had at the, in the original game. Oh, hell just from yeah. Jump. That's badass. Don't restart. Don't do nothing. They add more stuff, of course. There's new stuff. But no, your double jumps and your push and your pull and getting to the ropes, all that's there. All your lightsaber colors are there. Everything's there from the beginning of the game. Um, and we go into it, and there's a new adventure. It's five years in the future. Um, and it's just great, dude. Like, they added, like, a town mechanic where you, like, have, like, a base of operations, and you can, like, do things in your base and build your base up. Um the world is massive and beautiful. It's just like, hey, give me more and then make it better is what Shot at Survivor is. And I just don't, I don't want to stop playing. Like the minute we're done here, I'm going to play more. It is excellent. It is easily my favorite thing I've played this new thing I've played this year. Uh, without a doubt. It's great. I want to tell you. Do the stances? Let me tell you, right? So you know the combat. It's like parry, da da da, whatever. So we've got five stances. And especially, you can have two equipped at any time. So I've been running the, the dual wielding lightsabers he pulls it apart and he's got two and it's like oh this is the super fast one but it doesn't have any range and then i'm like all right let me switch to my gun because you have a blaster now and he basically fences like pokes and then you have the blaster for far away so it's like i get really close on a dude mess him up oh this guy's a little tougher let me jump back blaster 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 oh it's so good it's excellent. how does the blaster feel is it like a bloodborne thing where the blaster is more like functional rather than powerful no it, it kills okay it's it's just as strong as like if you hit a strong hit with a lightsaber. Okay. Um, and then there's also upgrades for that where it's like you can do a charge shot and you can have different kinds of charge shots if you give this vendor these little items that you find in the world or whatever. So everything's customizable. Um, everything's great. You haven't beaten the game so far, have you? No, not no, absolutely not. I'm I'm doing the thing okay. where I'm like. Oh, I'm in the open world. Let me do literally every single thing that's in this map. I know Chad wouldn't do it. You can run through it. You don't have to, but I am. That's the problem is that I would do it. (laughs) And then I would get lost in all of it. And then I'd be like, I lost the thread. I lost what was keeping me here. (laughs) This isn't a criticism per se of Fallen Order. But something about that game that irked me was playing through that game and realizing that so many of the... uh, events of the game so many of the locations that you're visiting are like so kind of like out there and remote from anything else that was happening during that particular era of star wars in the movies or tv shows that uh we've been introduced to so far and the kind of sneaking suspicion that at any point they could be like hey all these characters are now dead so as to tie up any, you know, hypothetical plot holes that might emerge of like, well, why is it that these characters never interacted with any of the characters from the uh, sequel trilogy, or at least any of the characters from like the Mandalorian era of the Star Wars universe, for example. Um, So far in Jedi Survivor, do you feel like this game is like, continuing down that path of like kind of being its own self-contained story its own kind of pocket dimension where they can kill off these characters as need be or do you feel like they're actually taking steps to like integrate it more into the larger star wars universe do you feel like there is a future where they're potentially teeing up the characters of this game to make the jump to like the other star wars media that we have in our lives now the tv shows the movies if they ever make another one i I know that's a very loaded question but like what's your read on it 
I can't say for sure. Well, I'll start by saying I 100% expect Cal Kestis to show up one day in a live-action Star Wars thing. They got a they got an actor that's like a known actor to play that role. He's 100% showing up. As far as the story goes, so there is like an, an a contained story. Like the main, like the A plot is just like, it feels, I haven't beaten it, but feels like this is for the video game. Like this is a thing that this crew has to deal with. Outside of that, there's all kinds of connections. Like, okay... I don't want to spoil too much, but there's like a major plot thread in Obi-Wan, uh, the TV show that was set up, that is prominently featured in this game. So far, I've been to four environments. Um, two of those environments are directly from the movies, and other two mm. are for the game specifically. Mm. So, I again, there are, there are very, very important plot things that have been brought up. And that for the time period and for who was around during that time, I would not be shocked if we see some of these characters interact with the other, the bigger universe. I feel like, yeah, this, like cool. Jedi Fallen Order was the proving grounds where it's like, hey, people connected with this character and it was a good story and people are really into mm -hmm. this. They're like, all right, cool. Let's kind of like the Deadpool thing where Deadpool won. They're like, you can make the movie. And then they're like, oh, it did well. You can have Colossus for number two. And then, cool, people like number two enough, well, you, uh, you can have Wolverine and you'll be Co part of the MCU now. And like, so For the uh, record, Co Colossus was in number one as well. Oh, was he in number one? Like Juggernaut. Yeah. Juggernaut's in two. Juggernaut, you're right. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Um, um, but yeah, there's, it's it's there. There, I, it's, won't, I don't want to spoil yeah. anything because they're spoiled, but there's there's definite connection. If I told you, like, oh yeah, that's like a big thing. And you can like, I mean, they've even invested so much in Cal as a character that like you can get his lightsaber. You can make his lightsaber at Disney yeah. parks. You can, like BD drones are, BD1 drones are like a big thing that you can get now. Like, I think they're investing in Cal and his story in this world in, yeah. in a big way. It's just like such a good adventure. That's what it is. This yeah. is a fantastic adventure game. And it's connected to the universe. And again, I'm going to keep playing because there's some crazy. Uh, another random thing. Big connection is the High Republic, which is that whole setting that they have started that's set in the past. Big connections to that. I haven't read any of that stuff, but yeah, there's plenty of that there, Alex. I don't, it's not completely contained. It is, I feel like Cal's story and his crew, there's a, there's a story that will be for them, but everything else around that is absolutely Star Wars. Cool. It's great. I'm excited to get to the, the, the thing that's keeping me away from it right now is the experience that I had with the first one, where it was like the bugs and the experience of it took me out of it so much that I didn't enjoy it. And then, like, I feel like I would have enjoyed it later. So, like, when this one, the narrative seems to be kind of similar. Maybe it's just on PC, but what I'm hearing right now is that, like, it's buggy as hell. It's going to get fixed. There are, mm -hmm. like, game-breaking bugs. There are, like, your game crashes bugs. But maybe that's just PC. But I, I'm definitely going to play it for Game of the Year for sure. But I just, like, yeah. I'll, I I'll wait until some patches come out. Yes, I do. But I know that they've said that, like, they expect to have, like, weekly updates for, like, the next month or so. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if you're going to play it by the end of the year time, I think that's more than enough time for everything to be fixed out. Again, cool. if we compare it to the first one, this is in a better spot than that one was. Again, my only issue is frame rate and when I'm in moving water. Don't know why, but that's it. But I don't have game-breaking anything. I don't have a lot of pop-in. I don't have any real issues. And again, like, that, that one main planet is massive. It's probably as big as everything in the bigger than anything in that first game but then again you also have your side thing where like this is a very linear like i go through this level that's a crafted level and then i'm done and i jump out the level so very cool i'm Excellent. i'm very much in the same boat as chad where i'm gonna hold off on playing this game but i'll 
definitely get it done with uh, before the end of 2023. I really enjoyed the first game, and this game definitely seems like a must-play for someone like me. Um, but yeah. I really do want to focus on uh, Tears of the Kingdom when it comes out and really commit to it at launch. And so I, I don't want this game interfering with that. Yeah, yeah there's so much shit coming out, isn't some there? Sometime. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, Redfall, Tears of the out. Kingdom, Diablo 4. There's something else coming out in June, too. It's really big. I can't remember what it is. Oh, I can't remember for June. So I do shit. plan to have a review. I'll, I'll probably have a guest or two on, but I do. Okay. Whenever I beat this game, we're like, hey, who's out there who's beaten Survivor? We got to talk about it because it's one of those that deserves a review. Full review. Cool. Good stuff. Everyone enjoy it. Uh. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, by the way, Cal yeah. has a he has a man bun and a, and a shaggy beard because you oh, can customize. That's what I was going to ask. Everything. Are the are the stupid looking ponchos gone? Does Absolutely. your character look cool? That's what I want to know. Because the ponchos at the moment for me. I have yeah no at the moment I have. It's like you have jackets as a top layer, then you have shirts as another layer, then you have pants as another layer, and I've got like ten of each, and I'm still unlocking stuff as I play. Different haircuts, different things. Oh, fast travel too. You can fast travel to yes. the the little yes. uh, I'm bon calling bonfires. They're not bonfires, but yeah. Again, literally, they're like, "What was wrong with the first game? Fix all that. Get those ponchos out of here." There is, yeah. He, he did open kinda... a box and he has his he pulls his poncho out and he's like, "Oh, you kept it, but you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry." <laughs> he he did kind of look like a postage stamp in the first game, actually, <laughs> with all those ponchos. By the way, uh, in terms of the other big games coming out in June, Chad, uh, there is Final Fantasy 16 and mm. Street Fighter 6. Yeah, very yeah, different feelings about those games. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited for Final Fantasy 16. Not so excited for Street Fighter 6. Let's talk about more games. Oh, also, sorry. I just I looked at myself. Usually I have the notes covering up my face so that I can see you two and then see the notes and then I'm kind of still looking towards the camera and I just saw myself for the first time and I forgot I was wearing sunglasses. Look at my eyeball, y'all. Uh, I don't know if you'll be able to tell. Can you see yeah, how swollen this eyelid your... is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so swollen it's right now. It's just full of liquid pretty and pus. Bad. And I don't know if it's pus. I don't know what it is, but I might I might become full-fledged Forrest Whitaker tomorrow. You might have we'll pink see. eye. Is Forrest Whitaker in this game? They mention him. I can't <gasps> say if he's there or not. Oh! All right. Uh, quest log, where we talk about this week's uh, news stories. Dead Island sold how much? Again, from Tom Ivan at VGC. Get it, Tom? One of the few gaming journalists still employed, apparently. Uh, Dead Island 2 surpassed 1 million sales in its first weekend of availability, according to the publisher Deep Silver. Almost a decade after it was first revealed, Dead Island 2 was released on April 21st, and in a press release, Deep Silver claimed the game reached the 1 million sales milestone within three days. It said players had logged 11 million hours of playtime, died 28 million times, and slayed over 1.1 billion zombies since the title's release. Dope. I love a, I love a good success story. I, was, I, mm. I will be honest, I was not betting on this game. If we would have had... Uh, if we were, we did actually have a, don't we, we have a video game betting horse race. What is the name of this thing? Absolutely. We've got one of those horse races for the fantasy video games. League. We have a gaming fantasy league right now. I would not in a thousand years ever put dead Island two on it, but look, people are enjoying it. They're having fun. Uh, over a million people are doing that's, that's dope. That's sh it shocked me for, I mean, again, a game that was been developed for, for 10 years was kind of like 
a punchline to a joke of like how long this game takes to come out and then a million in three days i'm like well, what is going on but then i randomly turned on espn because again i was watching by the way go colts anthony richardson is our quarterback of the future uh i turned on the <laughs> espn to watch some uh, sports stuff and like oh there was a commercial for dead island I'm like, oh okay so I guess you just get a commercial on sports and then people buy the video game. I don't know yeah. what it was, but again, congrats to them because I thought this game would have tanked and no one would have cared, but it did well and people are having fun. So again, I'm just shocked to hell. A million in three days? Like, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else about it, but I totally forgot. It was probably something snarky about it. Uh, next up, PSVR 2 headed to stores as John Bittner at GameSpot, which is the pen name of Tom Ivan, who because he's the only gaming journalist left. <laughs> it's him! It's him! <laughs> um, after spending a few months as a PlayStation Direct exclusive, the PSVR 2 headset is finally coming to major retailers. The announcement was light on specifics, however, as no date was given for when the headsets will start arriving at storefronts beyond PlayStation Direct, and which retailers will even be carrying the popular product. For now, attempting to purchase the PSVR 2 headset will route you to the PlayStation Direct website, but eagle-eyed shoppers have spotted listings on Shop2 in the UK. We're going to go down to Shop2 and get myself a PSVR 2. A bit of water. You got a little uh, bit of water. I'll get a spot of water down on the PSVR 2, the Shop2 in the UK. And it's coming on May 12th, apparently, according to the listing. 12th. And the date uh, of the PSVR 2's arrival, although it is unclear if that will be the case for shops in the United States as well. It was an interesting strategy for them to, to choose to only sell this on PlayStation Direct. I mean, I guess it's controlling the pre-order situation, which everything in the last five years pre-order-wise has been an absolute nightmare. So maybe this was an effort to kind of control that and make sure people who really wanted it at launch got it. But it did take a lot longer to come to other retailers than I thought it would. Yeah, the direct thing only makes sense if you there's like a crazy demand. Um, and I don't know how much demand VR has. I guess we'll see again because there's reports like it doesn't sell well enough. The other one's like, well, what's the best selling whatever? But it's like, but that number isn't anything. I, oh, because just what someone said it was the fastest selling VR headset. But then the actual thing is like fastest selling wired VR headset because MetaQuest 2 is wireless and it's sold way better. So I don't know what their plan is. I hope more people enjoy it because I it's that thing with one PS4 one came out. There's a lot of cool games for it, but then it didn't last after like two years. They didn't like give up on it. So I don't want people to like spend $550 and then get a year of support. And then they're just like, well, we're just not going to put things on it anymore. Like, I hope that this like boost the sales. Are like, okay, it's worth it. Let's get some more exclusives yeah. out on this thing. And I hope that it is. I hope that you're right. That it's like exclusives, and I hope that we get a lot of first party stuff because that's that's ultimately like what killed the Vita too. Is that like they put out this thing and like Sony dropped support for it super early, and then everyone else is like, "Why am I still supporting this thing?" Um, we so are that happen to VR. still due for a big summer PlayStation presentation sometime later this year, and it, it will be very telling to see just like how many PlayStation VR 2 games are shown off at it, because I can <laughs> totally see a hypothetical future where literally nothing for the PlayStation VR 2 is shown off at it, and that I would mean, be very unfortunate, but... They still had that, that trailer right before launch where they're like, there are 104 or something like that games in development for PSVR 2, and we've seen maybe half of those even seen, let alone like release and that kind of stuff. So like there's still a lot of stuff in development. 
but I'm hoping that we, God, please, dear God, just give me Beat Saber. Just let me spend my $550 on another Beat Saber machine. That's all I want. That's the swan song. The last game released for PSVR 2, Beat Saber. We're finally back. Beat Saber again. Buy all your music twice. (laughs) Real talk. Real talk. If they announce that Half-Life Alex is coming to PlayStation VR 2, that'll probably be enough to tip the scales over in favor of me finally buying it. Maybe not right away, but I'll probably shell out the money to get it once that's announced. And that's not even a new game. Yeah. Get hyped for PS's best fucking TV show, says Ryan Denzel at IGN. His mouth keeps him employed. Peacock has released a first look teaser of the Twisted Metal TV series and revealed that all 10 episodes will premiere on July 27th, 2023. The comedy series based on PlayStation's classic franchise stars Anthony Mackie with teaser offering a first look at his fun-loving character. We see his pre-driving routine, but instead of checking his mirrors, Mackie loads up a shotgun. And then we see him take off into the forest amidst raging fires and other general chaos before the title screen flashes up and we see the newly imagined Twisted Metal logo. Unable to offer us a first look without showing fans the iconic, iconic sweet tooth, though. The teaser slips back into action as it shows a terrifying clown in real life. The show also stars Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Stephanie, Stephanie Beatriz, Spider-Man No Way Holmes, Thomas Hayden Church, and Murderville's Will Arnett. Murderville? Of hey, all the I, things I, that Will Arnett is from, Murderville? He's done all I of was it, gonna, man. I was going to take umbrage with the person that wrote this article saying that Thomas Hayden Church was known from Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Where he was CG I mean, only. <laughs> like, I mean, that is a recent movie that he's been in that, you know, is very, like, you know, was very popular. You know, m- most people went and saw, but like, it's technically Spider-Man 3 if we really want to key in on That's his... That's the thing. I know him from yeah. two things. Spider-Man and Spider-Man. And they picked the better of the two Spider-Mans. <laughs> I love Ryan Dinsdale for this, just for saying murder fills Will Arnett. Like, God bless you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say this. I saw this teaser shortly after it went up a couple of days ago, and I was kind of shocked by just sort of how, to quote this article, fun-loving Anthony Mackie's character is. For whatever reason, in my head, like knowing what we knew about this TV series before this teaser released. I was under the impression that Anthony Mackie was sort of going to be kind of like the straight man to this universe's insanity, that he was going to be like, I'm just like a guy trying to make a living, make deliveries, sort of like, you know, bring food and comfort and, you know, resources to the people. And I have to deal with all these insane clown people that are out there with their crazy cars. And so it's a little, it's a little off-putting, not necessarily in a bad way, uh, but also not necessarily in a super uh, comforting way in terms of me knowing now what I'm getting into, uh, that he seems like he's just as insane as everyone else around him in this universe. You know, they called it a comedy series. Yeah. like I'm telling you, this can be better than The Last of Us. Let's just go ahead and put that to sleep. <laughs> I love you, Pedro, but Anthony Mackie's making his way through, so take a, take a seat. I'm I'm still very uh, I'm cautious about this series, but I still want to see more of I don't know the the film and and television version of it, but like what's the moment to moment gameplay of this thing? Is it going to be a lot of cool, fun, funny car combat, or is it going to be like the Need for Speed movie where it's just a lot of boring ass character stuff and then no car driving? That's what I want. 
I'm it's sorry, probably going to be 50 I don't want the boring shit. I want the car combat. That's what I want. That's my thing. When they're like Peacock, I'm like, what kind of... Peacock actually does do some good stuff. I'm not going to talk too much shit, but what kind of budget do they have for an original program mm, that's yeah. like an action? All 10 episodes on the first date are, sounds good to me because we can know really quickly if yep. it's worth it or not. But it, and it's really easy to sign up for a month of Peacock, binge it all in one day, and then say, cancel my subscription. Uh, that's it. That's it for our quest log. We're going to jump into a, a segment from Adam, segment from Adam, a segment from Adam, Adam, segment from Adam, segment from Adam, segment from Adam, segment from Adam, uh, it's the end of the month, so we're going to look through the best games of the month. We're like, what do we nice. need to play for game of the year? Ooh. Number one, Jedi Survivor at an 86. There we go. Number one game of the month. Game of the year, perhaps. Uh, next up, I don't know how. Murder <laughs> of Sonic the Hedgehog is the number two game of the month at an 84. It technically came out the last day of March, but you know how these lists go sometimes. Cassette Beast at an 84. I would look into this one, maybe for you, Alex. Because Ooh, I have beast. you know what it never is? Never heard of this game. No. Oh, look it up. It's basically Pokemon, and you merge your monsters to make new monsters in battle. I'm sorry. What? Uh, okay. Yeah, cassette beast. See, my thing is, I I love Pokemon. Like, I have like very little experience with the Pokemon likes, the Pokemon knockoffs of the video game industry. I always find that they like they they come pretty close to capturing the magic sauce that the Pokemon series have. They sometimes even do things slightly better than Pokemon does, but it always feels like they just miss that last level of polish that makes the Pokemon series so irreverent. But I'm looking at screenshots of it right now. I mean, there's literally yeah, a tape deck. Like you're, okay. there's, a, there's a tape deck with a play, stop, pause, fast forward, rewind. I mean, record. Yeah. Transformers meets Pokemon meets best third game of the month. Third best game of the month. Check it out. <laughs> uh, Advance Wars Reboot Camp at an 82. Horizon here's a, here's Forbidden a West. fun thing oh, go ahead. in my brain. Mm -hmm. I give so little shits about Advance Wars and also Armored Core that I forgot until right now they were different things. <laughs> one was on Game Boy Advance and the other one has not come out. Sure. I mean, Armored Core, what is well, no, that has been around been for a while. That was on Game Boy Advance. I don't know. Isn't like I, PS, the first one was like a PS1 game, I think. I have never also, cared like, about either of those games in the past. And so they, yeah. Ar that. Armored Core is like a like super like simulation-heavy mech game. Like back in the day, they used to come with those like giant, huge, like trying to like emulate the style of a cockpit like controller gamepad things. Advance Wars is basically just it's basically Fire Emblem but with like tanks instead of warriors. Chad would love it. No he would I'm sure. I'm uh, sure. You know I, th Chad's I think about it like you know like huh? Uzbekistan and like some other Middle Eastern countries. Like I don't know anything about either one of them. I just know they're both mm -hmm. kind of over there somewhere. Like that, that Advance Wars and Armored Georgia Corps. kind of a thing. Yeah, 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 you could show me one on a map, and like that's uh, could be either one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely true. Uh, Chad's favorite game of last year, Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West DLC, Burning Shores, got an eighty-two. Burning Shores. I was like, fire in the sky. No, okay, that one's <laughs> <laughs> no, Burning Shores. It's Burning Shores. Uh, only on PS Five, and then Coffee Talk Two, also at an eighty-two for the month. I would say 
gotta play Giant Survivor uh, for Game of the Year consideration. I still want to play Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. I've got it mm-hmm. downloaded, haven't booted it up, but Same. I'm really interested. Uh, and Coffee Talk too, Alex. You should absolutely play that. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy it for sure. That is uh, going back to our discussion of Star Wars Jedi Survivor earlier. That is another game that has fallen casualty to me again. Just wanting to clear up my schedule to make time to play, appreciate, and brief Tears of the Kingdom when it comes out. But I will get to it at some point. All right, cool, cool. cool. I really and then. I mean, mm-hmm. like cassette beasts is something that I would be interested in if I had any time, and it's also on everything but PlayStation. So like, it just sealed its own sealed its death. Well, you have a mind. switch though. I have a switch that I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> understand? Understand? No interest in Burning Shores, huh? You really didn't like Horizon Forbidden West? No, I do. I like seeing people play Burning Shores now. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I think it's been long enough that I since I've played. Forbidden West. No, what's the first one? Zero Dawn. That mm-hmm. like by the time I get time to do this, maybe in August-ish or something like that, it will uh, like it doesn't matter that Forbidden West is more of the same because it's been long enough that the okay. same is still new-ish. So now you do have to beat the campaign for Forbidden West to, to access the DLC. Yeah, but there are quality of life improvements. Like it just collects all the twigs and berries in front of you as you run by them now and like the inventory system is all like lots of stuff that's been improved so interesting i might go back i was like maybe i should go back to forbidden west and i'm like no i'm good um maybe one of these days i do want to play burning shores it looks fun uh but then we're going to do a little update on chad versus adam what could this possibly be chad you brought it up earlier did you have that in there before i brought this up or did you add that after because i since the beginning because i brought up our video game horse races (laughs) yes yes our video game horse races fantasy league at the beginning of the year me and chad both drafted a team alex was near otherwise i would have had you do it but you weren't here that day sorry about that um and me and chad had drafted we're gonna just do a little check-in because i remember one of us drafting uh jedi survivor so i'm gonna double check and see how we're doing so far. I have not looked at this. This literally is my first time clicking on it right now. Has it been out long enough that Do it's going to count? Does it have to be out like a week? No. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, do you happen to have a link to this document that you're currently looking at? No, I'm so just looking on Fantasy Critic League. Um, I don't know how to get you one. I can just tell you because there's only two games so far that sure. have been rated. Uh, my team, still zero points. What's your team's the name? The games that I... Uh, team Gumby. <laughs> I don't remember what my team was, but I remember it was more. Yeah, uh, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, just real quick, what I've uh, drafted were Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, Hollow Knight: Silk Song, Forza Motorsport, Street Fighter Six, and Diablo Four are the five games that I drafted. No scores yet, but we'll see how it goes. Chad, right now, sitting at forty points. Ooh, on the year, Resident Evil Four Remake has a ninety-two on Open Critic, ninety-two twenty-four points. Star Wars Survivor. Uh, Zara's Jedi Survivor, 86, as we said, which gets you 16 points. You still have Marvel Spider-Man 2, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, and oh, Redfall shit. left to go. I don't oh, think shit. one of those games is coming out this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see. And who but knows what our... Redfall is going to score at 30 frames a second, because apparently that's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, apparently. So, 40 points is getting that Resident Evil 4 remake was a, a fucking yeah. solid pick. Man. As we learned Holy a couple hell. weeks ago, like Resident Evil games score really well. Yeah, they do. Uh, so, now we just got to um, wait for those last couple. 
uh, I just want to say uh, I remembered that in fact, while I didn't participate in your Fantasy Critic League, I actually did a separate Fantasy Critic League at the start of this year with a bunch of with friends from the Discord? Comedy Button. Uh, no, oh, okay. this is from the Comedy Button <laughs> Discord server, which is not leagues, secret. It's not secret, but it is, I guess, sort of in the final stage of its life because the podcast ended. Um, for that particular Fantasy Critic League, I drafted Redfall, Fire Emblem Engage, Alan Wake 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, uh, Forza Motorsport for the Xbox Series X, uh, and Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Um, and something fun about this Fantasy Critic League, uh, we made it open to anybody in the server that wanted to join in with the idea that like everybody that wanted to join in would like announce their intention to do so. However, some miscreant decided to <laughs> join in without informing us and here's the deal i decided to call my company cozy bear productions llc this miscreant decided to call themselves cozy bear production singular llc oh. and they didn't show up to our they didn't show up to our like discord call where we all like took turns uh drafting our games and so we were like you know what fuck this guy. We're just going to draft the worst games possible for him. So we drafted <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shape, uh, Crime Boss, Rock A City, uh, Mask of the Rose, <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space to the Game, and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Which, that last game could turn out okay, but... Yeah. I, one of my leagues, so I countered uh, Crime Boss, Rock A City, which I believe is sitting as a 49. Nice. So it's like plus Did, 20 points for me. So wait, does that mean that somebody else chose that game like genuinely? Somebody picked it up as a free, like a free agent pickup. He was like, I think it'll be all right. I was like, counter pick immediately. <laughs> immediately, I'm <laughs> counterpicking this video game. Uh, very fun. Adam, I will uh, say. I think you forgot to read my, my team's yeah, name. Yeah, I was about to say your team name Duck Duck Poops. <laughs> yes, it is. That is Chad's team. Uh, yes, it is. Not oh, bad. Not how bad. stupid is that? <laughs> That's all. That's all I got for my segment. That means it's time for Game on Game Show. The Game on our Game Show. We play a game called Game on the Gaming Show on our Game Show. Game, 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 game. Skill Tree? Skill Me is the name of today's game. Uh, it's it's not really a game as it is more of like a, like interesting discussion around what you would want. Yes, we get it. We get it. You have the jersey of the God of War Antichrist on there because it's just the upside down symbol. Um, so yeah, Skill Tree, Skill Me. We are going to imagine that the three of us are character classes in a video game could be a shooter could be like a borderlands thing could be a destiny thing could be whatever it is but i want you to imagine yourself like adam somebody could be an adam what does that mean like think about your real life what is your real life and, and so we just like we want to like draw out a short skill tree for ourselves basically so for each of us i want us to have one overall like super ability like what's the thing that defines your class what are two passive skills or traits that people unlock that you have and what are two active skills that they can unlock as well and so you can come up with these things on your own. I have, I honestly have not given this any thought for myself yet either. So I'm kind of like brainstorming this in the moment. Or people can, like, we can offer suggestions to the other people if we feel like we know what that would be. I have an idea for you yeah. on this one. Should for we me? pick a video game? No, no, no. Should we okay. pick a video game so we know the structure of a character we're building? Like everyone make a Diablo. Everyone make a whatever. So sure, we, sure, yeah, yeah. We'll do. Uh, maybe we'll help do, us out. Uh, 
We'll do uh, Elden Ring. There we'll aren't supers in Elden Ring. I mean, but like, not we'll Borderlands. Do a, we'll do, there you go, Borderlands. We'll do a Borderlands. If we were a Borderlands character, like make ourselves like us as human beings in Borderlands. I got you. Yeah. So, like, um, what are some? What are two active skills? What are two passive skills? And then, what's like your one big defining thing about your class? I know a passive for me that people okay. would love to have. This man does not get tired. So, I don't know. Maybe you would call it like motors always running or some shit. I don't. I wake up in the morning, no problem. I don't drink coffee. I don't do anything. I just wake up. I could sleep for four hours and wake up and feel the same as if I slept for 10 hours. Doesn't matter. Wake up the same every morning. Don't need coffee. Don't need anything else. Ready to go. I think it's pretty good passive. Why do you sleep? I, I, I don't sometimes. <laughs> I just like sleeping, but I actually don't need to sleep. That's just how I feel, you know. All right. That's a good passive good. skill. That's good. It just happens. You know, I can't control that. Um, okay. Let's see. Chad, you've got to have your energy. Maybe that's an active because you actually you have to go out of your way to do that, or is it just how you always are? I, you know, the thing for me, it's just like it's it's constant across the board. Like I just have this energy. Mm -hmm. I drink Mountain Dew, but it has no effect on. Like I wake up yeah. this way. I this is how I woke up like this. Like that's so passive. God, you can't also like, have the same passive called motor running. But it's not Maybe. motor running. This is just like motor's uh, always on. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Because I've definitely gotten that from uh, from Manly Brian. It's like, yo, Chad's got an energy. I'm like, yeah, he mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. That's a but I, I mean, I do, I do, like, I feel exhausted. I do feel sleep oh, really? deprived, even though I sleep like eight hours a night every night. But like, mm -hmm. I, those effects do weigh on me. But I also just like, I don't care. I'll power through it. I'm gonna be fucking happy and jumpy, jumpy and screamy all the time. I don't yeah. care. Does Canadian is that a super or is that an active ability? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel mean, like a lot of things happen being Canadian, you know? That's part of who you are, isn't it? I feel like uh, if we want to like get into my active and passive abilities now, like cold resistance definitely has to be a mm. passive. I know it's super obvious. I know some people are going to be like, that's ah, pretty a pretty lame interpretation of how being Canadian could give you additional active abilities, but like you, you got to insert that in there because we here from the true white north know what true coldness feels like and your average coldness is not that so we definitely have a little bit of that passive cold resistance going on um what else what would we also have as a passive ability you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do uh an active skill for me Okay. It's like it's gonna be like a like a bard shout or something like that, but it's called uh, just a flesh wound, um, and it's okay. it's the the idea just is the idea is that like no matter what I'm feeling, if I like just had a really rough day or whatever, like I can flip a switch. This is maybe my acting background. I can flip a switch and be like, cool, not gonna let you, not gonna let it show. I'm just gonna like power on through and be like, cool. This is me. You'll never know that inside I'm rotting from tapeworms, like whatever it is. But like, <laughs> so that'll be my thing. Where like, it get maybe grants me temporary invincibility or something like that. Or like, I could be super seriously injured, but you would never know, and I'm still fighting at 100. percent Yeah, you don't get staggered. You just keep going, <laughs> yeah, even though yeah, you got like you go. one health point left. I like it. Yeah, I've got one too in the similar vein. Okay, I just would call. I know the icon would just be like the, like the little roar with a little, the sonic lines coming out. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't use it very often. The cooldown's got to be like three days or whatever. But I call it like stern or something. Because like once in a while, I'll go like get really mad. Not mad, but just be like, hold the fuck up. And then there's like, oh, everyone listens. Everyone's like, hold on, don't fuck around. Because normally it's so fun and outgoing. But basically, especially with this kid over here, he says some <laughs> shit. I'm like, hold the fuck up. Bro, shit's about to go down. And I use that once in a while. And I... It, I would say it like gives frightened to the opponent or something. So like Ooh, they do fifty percent nice. less damage. Yeah. I feel like uh if we want to go back to some of my Canadian themed passive abilities, I feel like and maybe th- this might be a, a, a saucy suggestion, but one of my passive abilities would have to be that I am less likely to encounter uh enemies that are wielding shotguns firearms or just projectile weaponry while i'm out in the wild (laughs) by virtue of the fact that canada has a much lower ratio of such stuff irl it's like a it's like a pokemon repel but for guns (laughs) right you're less likely to encounter this type of pokemon out in the wild like that um in terms of my actives if we want to like drill in on like stuff that i in particular am good at things that I do on a daily basis. I would want to incorporate some sort of active ability that corresponds to me using my bike a lot. Cause I use my bike a lot. It's not something I talk about on the podcast, but I am always biking every which way I went out biking even today, even though it was drizzling a little bit and not super ideal conditions. Um, bike nut, <laughs> you know what? Let, let, mm, let's you know what i got it i got it i got it uh first uh active ability is i can instantly summon a bike to my side now the thing is is like obviously a bike not as strong or as fast as a car it's not like i'm giving myself a huge advantage by awarding myself this ability but i know how to use a bike well and so situationally it could be very useful it's that thing where, like, you whistle, but we can't look over your shoulder because it's loading in behind you, but no one sees that. It just appears next to you, but we can't look behind right. you. So I'm exactly. Gonna, I got you. I got exactly. You. Very cool. So I'm going to I'm gonna have a similar idea that it's a summon. Like, it's an active skill. It's a summon. It's a temporary thing where I summon mm-hmm. my dog, Atreus. But it has... Uh, it, it is a random effect. It's one of those skills where it's like, you use this and you don't know what's going to happen. Because sometimes he'll run up to somebody and be like super sweet and cuddly and and they're like, oh my God, you're so cute and pet him. Sometimes he'll run up to you and like snarl like he's the fucking most hardcore bear in the world is going to eat your face. And that's one time he has actually bit a person and that person got infected and their leg went numb and they had to go to the doctor. (laughs) So like he can do some serious damage. So like he's going to have random skill. So sometimes it'll be really good. Sometimes it'll fucking not do anything at all and i'll have the opposite effect but that'll be my Did other you get the medical skill. bill <laughs> no but uh he does have a criminal record now animal control came to the door oh, no. rabies shot all that kind of fun stuff that's kind of like going back to pokemon there are a few moves in the pokemon series that do like varying levels of damage and status effects depending on how lucky or unlucky you are there's a move uh called present uh, it's like the signature move of the Pokemon Delibird, which is like modeled after Santa Claus, where mm. basically it either does like between like 50 and 100 damage, or it even has like a 10% chance of healing your opponent when you throw it. So it's like a real wild card. Interesting. I also just uh, now in my brain mm-hmm. realized that his name 
is like the word delivered. Like delivering gifts oh, to deli everyone. Bird, delivered. Deli bird, delivered. <laughs> yeah. They're so clever. Good. Took you so long. Uh, I would say inactive would have to be, I guess I call it like Southern hospitality, um, where it's part of where I live, but it's also like every time I go up to people at work, they're like, hey, how's it going? And then there you have that small talk. I do it fucking a hundred times a day. Oh, and I, I just it. say like, it, <laughs> I, I don't mind it because it's the South and everyone does it and it is what it is. Yeah. You live with it and you move on. But that is a thing. Hey, Adam, how you doing? It's like, all right, old man, I talked to fucking seven months ago. You remember my name? Let's go. So that's, uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that's an active ability. That's just a Southern thing, but I'll, I'm claiming it too. I'm trying to, I've been racking my brain for what my other active ability could be and what my super could be. You guys have any suggestions? A goose. A Canadian goose is your super. You summon a Canadian goose to kill somebody. <laughs> you know what? That actually works. And in fact, like, uh, it's not super surprising, but you know, where I typically bike around in my neighborhood, plenty of goose to be seen just hanging out in parks, doing their thing. You don't want to really mess with them because they can get really aggressive if you do that. Yeah, I would summon a pack of a Canadian geese to battle my <laughs> opponents. That's a good one. Yeah, have to. That's a good one. And then for my other active... Mm, something about having collecting things that are weird. Like right what tool for the like job. You just pull out a random fucking cartridge from 3DS that no one's ever heard of. And it's like, oh, that's exactly what I need at this moment. Or, what or if it's like uh, pizza on a Nintendo Wii. Like <laughs> that didn't. The problem is, is that one didn't work out though. Uh. That uh, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, we we talked about that like Domino's Nintendo Wii app. I, I actually tried downloading it because we wanted to do it on the show, but it seems like it's not quite there yet where we could comfortably do it on the show and trust that it would deliver a pizza to us right away. We'll get it working though. You know what? You know what I'll have my second active be? I love Bionicles. I love showing off my Bionicles to peoples. I would make it so that I could just summon a Bionicle and put it on the ground and that would like distract people. <laughs> the cardboard box or the with the bikini box from metal gear yeah exactly like that mm. i think my last passive skill would be um kind of like a jack of all trades thing where it's just like i have so many hobbies and and i've like 30 percent developed so many different skills that like maybe i just get plus one to every stat like nothing to be meaningful but everything gets just like a slight boost i like that all right, my super, I'm just going to fucking, because I got the shirt on. Everyone's excited. I used to play football. I like football. A fucking, a fucking football uniform forms on my body, and I just, like, tackle a dude for, like, a thousand damage and, like, instant KO. Boom. Didn't even play defense, but Chad doesn't know what that means, so it doesn't matter. Are you kidding I got a football. Me? That's you the stat in, a, in an RPG that I never power up. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. There's, well, someone said we were warlock nerds and that's that's, that's what you just did right there <laughs> uh yeah no just something football related a big tackle man comes and obliterates somebody sounds fun it's a fun super what's your super chad i can't, chad? That's I can't really think of anything i have one thing that like is a fallback that i don't know if it's the right thing but if i can't think of anything else but i guess i am the last one to go right yeah what is it yeah that's your last thing so i guess it would be i, I think about that episode of hey arnold where arnold has to fight the bully and instead of fighting the bully, at the very end, he puts on the music and he goes, watch me, I'm crazy. And he starts like I'm smacking crazy. his head with trash can yeah. lids and like comes off as so scary and crazy that like the bully doesn't even want to fight anymore. 
And then that's my moment where I just take a needle and stab out his eyes. <laughs> that doesn't happen in A. Arnold, in, but in the director's cut, it does. But that's going to be like, oh, so just like some kind of crazy yeah. to distract you. Something you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then I stab out your eyes. And then a needle. Okay, yep. I like that. It's very cool. I was going to do that or something with sunglasses. But, uh, yeah, this, is just, a, this is just a temporary status ailment. <laughs> just my swollen eyelid and two weeks ago it was like a temporary status ailment that i had left over from seeing for dramatic whatever, effect from renfield i was just like yeah you know i was poisoned from renfield and that was like the thing it was like oh i'm just saying you've been doing it a lot you've been wearing a lot of sunglasses for dramatic effect or medical reasons lately <laughs> these are prescription sunglasses and it doesn't make me see better they just they're there to treat my swollen eye cool that's it for Skill Tree, Skill Me, Game on Game Show, and our podcast, episode 306 of Respawning Fire. You have some homework, as usual. Again, if you're listening to this day one, Tuesday, go uh, cults. Go do something about the cults. Not the cults, but the colts. What is a colt? It's a horse. Hence the horseshoe. Got it. Colt is a baby horse. Baby horse. Oh, we're big, bad, intimidating athletes, and we want people to be scared of us by saying we're baby horses. <laughs> um, go to Respawn Name Fire's Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Respawn Name Fire. You guessed it. Uh, vote for Barf. Vote for Barf on Twitter.com slash Respawn Name Fire. And then again, if you're a patron, you get access to uh, Rafferty, which, again, is incredible. It's amazing. Alex put so much work into it, and we just showed up and had a fantastic time. So go check that out while you have it exclusively for a month, and then everyone else will get that on June 1st in both YouTube and audio form. But, again, it's such a good visual thing, so check it out on YouTube if you can. We will, then again, be talking about Final Fantasy Origin, Strangers of Paradise. I can never remember which of those is singular and which of them is plural, but FFOSS Final Fantasy Origins is first plural origins no no stranger of paradise it's stranger of paradise and it's singular Nine. stranger final fantasy origin teen fuckers back yeah <laughs> we're gonna be talking about that this week so keep an eye out for that on youtube as well again big surprises big reveals papa john's with that uh we're gonna turn it over to alex alex thanks for joining us again this week as a raf regular where can people find you if they want to find more of your opinions outside of this podcast Thank you for having me once again. You can find me over on Twitter at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. Somehow Twitter is still kicking after all this time. Oh, also, I totally forgot about this. We have a new review up for Hope... Hope... Hope something? Hope's, Hope's End. End. Hope's Rap End. review for Hope's End on YouTube, baby. A roguelike yeah. tower uh, defender game on Steam. It's $5.99, and it's really, really cool. You should check out the review. Yeah, that thumbnail hooked me. I don't even know anything about... I don't want to know anything else about the game. I just want to play it now based on that thumbnail. All right, everybody. That's it. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. For audio listeners, it's my eye. <laughs>